Welcome to Because Mom Said So. We're the same moms you've grown to love, but with a new twist. Join us each week as we talk about topics related to womanhood, to motherhood, and everything in between. I'm Jill, mother of three beautiful girls. I'm Melissa, mother of Maddie and Mackenzie. I'm Kelly, mom of three, Brooke, Joshua, and Paige. And I'm Holly, mom of three amazing kids, Evan, Nia, William. Welcome, moms. Hi. Hi. It's so funny hearing you call EJ Evan. I'm like, wait, are you talking about your son? (laughs) Sorry. I know. You know what? He's at this age now that he really goes by Evan. He doesn't go by EJ. So his friends all call him Evan, which is so weird for me. And so when it's just odd. I call him EJ still and I mess up and I have to correct myself like, oh, I mean, Evan. Sorry, Evan. Um, That's so funny. I love EJ. When did that happen, Holly? I would say it started happening in, I don't know, maybe like towards the end of high school. And definitely by the time he was in college, they, he doesn't go by EJ. They all know him by Evan. And so they know, uh-huh. and his friends know I call him EJ. So I think they mess with him. Like when they're calling him EJ, oh. it's really to make fun. <laughs> it's really to make fun oh, of I- him, of me calling him EJ. Well, I used to be Missy in school, and it was M-I-S-S-Y, and then I changed it to M-I-S-S-I-E because it was cute, and then I turned, (laughs) then, now I hate Missy, so. Now you're Melissa. Melissa. (laughs) Isn't it funny how you have that evolution? So everyone in the family and close friends, like you all call him EJ, but no one else calls him EJ, just really close friends and family. Yeah, our girls would never be able to call him Evan. Just saying. No. Sometimes it's hard when you meet someone and know someone as a name, and then all of a sudden it's a little bit different, even from EJ to Evan. Like you always resort back to your initial, no, he's EJ. (laughs) Okay, guys. Evan Jr. Fan question. All right, what's on the agenda today? This one's going to be such a fun one because I know that fans love to ask us questions. And um, so we're going to do just all fan questions. I think that's going to be fun. I love to hear people's questions. I do too. So a podcast just dedicated to our fans. I love it. That's good. I love it. (laughs) Can I do the first question? Because I like this one because I deal with this one um, with Mackenzie. Um, this is Marissa B38. Um, did you ever deal with sleep issues with your daughters and what did you do? And I think this is a really good one because I think that with, especially with times, these times right now, with us being at home so much and, you know, being in lockdown, um, my Mackenzie has a lot of hard time sleeping. It's just, she can, she doesn't require a lot of sleep. Like sometimes she'll sleep for four hours and I have to wake her up at 8 a.m. She wakes right up, but she just can't get to sleep at night. Do you guys ever deal with that with your kids? Absolutely. I never had that problem. Paige, she lays her head down on a pillow and she's out. (laughs) She used to fall asleep (laughs) on her dresser. She can fall asleep (laughs) anywhere. I'm like, oh. Yeah, so I haven't had that problem, but I I think that would be difficult. It is difficult. I had that problem with Nia more so than my boys. Um, William has a great routine. Like he has an excellent nighttime routine. And so he gives me advice on how to fall asleep. Nia, her mind is racing. And so it takes a while for her to calm down and to like turn it off because she's 
like overanalyzing everything and thinking yeah. about what she has to do that she can't quite relax. So she has a problem with sleeping. Um, EJ you just tried those apps? apps, like they have that calm mm-hmm. app. Yes, Mackenzie has to, like, tried the everything ocean and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie does meditation apps, the, the calm apps. Sometimes she goes to sleep at six a.m. and she has to get up at ten a.m. or nine a.m. and she does it. I don't know how she does it, but she's like, mom, I went to sleep at six. And I'm like, why? Like, how? What? And, you know, what were you doing? She's like, I was staring at my ceiling. So we've done a few different things. So at some point, at one point, I've taken away the phone. So like, because otherwise the phone is just, it's just beckoning. It's just calling her. So she's like on TikTok and, and watching or, you know, doing nothing just for hours. And I'm just like a rabbit hole of social media. So I've taken away the phone. Um, and that has helped a lot uh, at times. The other thing is a, a sleep machine, as crazy and corny as that sounds, just listening to different sounds at night. Usually it's like nature sounds because it's yeah, different for the app than the machine. Is. Oh, it I've is done different. it a Calm app. I don't know what it is, but the Calm app seems like I should get that voices to it. But I like a sleep machine because I also used okay. it when I was in New York. But you're right. The Calm app is similar because I've used it, but I like a sleep machine a little bit more. I don't know why. Maybe it's just in my head. I should get one for Kenzie because that might help. Yeah, I really, I like it. And also sleep mask. Oh, those are great suggestions. I love taking the phone away because sometimes I, I don't have trouble sleeping at all. But sometimes when I get on my social media at night and start scrolling through everything, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, it it they even really, say those blue glasses help with that because of the the light. So if you yep. are going to be on your social media at night, to try to wear those blue glasses. Yeah. I try. But, I I get off my phone at ten o'clock at night. That's my kind of my goal is to try to unless I'm doing some work. But um, you know, I've given Kenzie takes melatonin at night. Does mm-hmm. it help her? Has it yeah. Helped? I mean, it's all it's all natural. It helps, mm-hmm. but not all the time. Yeah. Sometimes too, watch what they eat. Sometimes even a glass of milk really isn't good for you before bedtime. Yeah. You know, it lays in your stomach and, and it that it might be a suggestion, Melissa, yeah, to help help Ken's to sleep better. I haven't had trouble with my kids sleeping maybe a little bit when they were babies and so we'd bring them in our bed. Right. Um but that was it that was it. They've always been very good sleepers. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. I found the sleep mask was really helpful on top of everything else oh. because there's something about just, well, I'm sensitive to light anyway, or sensitive to sound. And even though it's covering my eyes, it has nothing to do with my ears. There's something about just blacking everything out. And then you're just listening to, uh, also with the sounds, it just relax. It forces me to relax. It's like I'm in my own little cocoon. I don't know. So it yeah, works for my, idea. for William and- for Nia as well. Well, Nia lives by her sleep mask. It's actually kind of funny. I have two kids who it, use sleep masks. Really? Now, don't you have to have one of them prescribed? Like, do a sleep test to get one of those? Or, like, no, it's just a like a mask. Apnea? Oh, just like no, a mask. No, it's just oh. a mask. I no, thought no, not like a, a sleep apnea thing. thing. No, okay. Yeah, just a, a mask. Because my girlfriend, I, Kimmy, got just, one of those, and she said it's amazing the difference your sleep is when you have one of those. Oh, I can And how you I, feel in the morning. Oh, you mean an apparatus? Yeah. My husband has that. So, which is interesting. That's probably why I got the sound machine because it's louder than a call map because yeah. we have the sleep machine going on and that used to keep me up. Okay. Ugh, 
I would kill him. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I couldn't have it. I because I can't stand noise at night. I mean, to sleep, I could never sleep. It is. It took a lot of getting used to. A sleep mask is sometimes at night, and even in the morning when you don't know what time it is, I like to roll over, peek at my clock, and think, oh, I have two more hours of sleep. You know? Now, see, I that know. drives me crazy, and that keeps that, that makes me neurotic. Then I'm like, okay, now I have an hour and a half more to sleep. Now I have an yeah, hour that's what I do. Minutes. I'm like on countdown. I might as well get up because <laughs> no sleep happening. No. No, it's like yeah, I'm having that- New Year's Eve of my with my sleep. You know what? One of the questions I get so often as an educator are my thoughts about homeschooling. And it's interesting because I do have a lot of opinions about homeschooling. And after having experienced homeschooling, what I noticed is that It would be great to have an online program. And it's so great that Homeschool Magnet offers this online resource for families because homeschooling is so intimidating. I think a lot of families feel like they're not equipped to do it. And Homeschool Magnet takes that fear out of homeschooling because they provide everything for you. I like that each student, you know, they can have daily access to their teachers. They can do Zoom calls, which Mm -hmm. is really nice. They can actually have like a home style group together, which is great because then they can socialize with their friends on Zoom because that's what basically everyone's doing right now anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Our kids were sent back home. They haven't gone back. They're just, you know, doing school online in, in their bedrooms. With Homeschool Magnet, each student receives instruction in the four core subject areas of math, English language, arts, science, and social studies. And parents ultimately have the freedom to involve their student in as much or as little learning as they prefer based on each student's learning goals. So if your kid's profound at math, then you can spend more time on language arts, for example. I I think it's great. And I think timing is everything. And I think this is with everything going on right now and kids being home from school, homeschool magnet might be the perfect thing for parents. And, you know, it's really funny, but I really look forward to our weekly Zoom calls to see you guys. I mean, I like that I can just be comfortable with you guys. Oh, my goodness. But it's so nice. Like, I look forward to seeing faces on Zoom so much. I think, you know, so I think that's probably good for kids to be able to see their class members. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That connection is so important. And with Homeschool Magnet, you get the freedom and control of homeschooling without the burden. Homeschool Magnet is only a fraction of the cost of private schools, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee upon enrollment. This choice is risk-free. Plus, enrollment and tuition are on a per-semester basis. I really like that. So yeah, you that's can smart. commit to a short period mm-hmm. of time, and it you know, gives you more flexibility. Which is nice because you, you don't know what the future holds. So if you know that you only need homeschooling for a semester or a quarter or whatever the time period is, you get to customize that for your family. And that's one of the beauties of having an educational resource like this, that you have some control, which so often I think families feel like they don't. And Homeschool Magnet is for parents just like you. While other online schools do exist, Homeschool Magnet is unique. Even though Homeschool Magnet includes a robust online learning environment, each student works from real physical learning materials guided by video instruction from their teachers. 
This approach is similar to most remote college learning formats and will help prepare students mm-hmm. for secondary school. So already they're kind of doing some college preparatory yeah. work. That's yeah, that's great. really good. That's really good. To learn more about Homeschool Magnet's student experience, go to homeschoolmagnet.com and join the growing waitlist. Next question. So Erin Gallery wants to know, what are your favorite dance costumes? And what are the dance costumes you didn't like or thought were inappropriate? Oh, God, where do we hmm. start? Well, the inappropriate <laughs> one would be the one that they had to take off the air. Remember that naked thing we had? <laughs> yes, with the feathers. With the bra was like a little uh, yeah. triangle. Uh, like our eight-year-olds are out there supposed to be topless naked dancers. Yeah. Yeah, I think favorite, for me, favorite dance costumes would be what my children felt comfortable in. You know, when it's just like us, when we feel something fits us and we feel like we look good, we feel better. So I, yeah. you know, I, I love, you know, the, the, maybe the leggings and, and, uh, something that they, they felt comfortable in, didn't pinch them, didn't, didn't move around when they were dancing on stage. Um, sometimes little swingy dresses are comfortable and they look pretty and they're flowy. Those are my favorite. I My favorite costume of Maddie's was definitely the angel costume because it was like dedicated to my mom, but I love the angel wings. I think for Nia's, my favorite Nia's costume, favorite costume of Nia, I had two. So one was 20 Scat, which is really old. I think that was like second or third season. I can't remember. It's really old. But I loved it because it was a two-piece outfit. It had a skirt. It was pink. And we all know Nia's favorite color is pink. And it was just so pretty. And I just really liked the way that it flowed, but really complimented her body. And the other one was from season seven of the show where Nia did Getting Away with Murder. And it's just like a simple black dress. There is nothing flashy. I don't think there's a single stone on it, but it just complimented her so well. And in the storytelling of the dance, I just really liked it. So those would be my two. Sometimes simpler is better. You know, you love the bling and the feathers and the glitz, but, you know, sometimes simpler is the best. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours, Cal? My favorite um, for Brooke would probably be her inchworm costume. <gasps> I love that costume. <laughs> yes. I love it, that. It covered her whole, the only thing that showed was her little teeny face. It was so cute. Oh, my cute. gosh. <laughs> she was so cute in that. That was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and I think for Paige, I would maybe say she did a sailor costume one year. And it was kind of replicated to when I did a sailor dance when I was her age. So didn't they have bell bottoms? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and Mine didn't have like- bell bottoms, but it was very similar. So we, I always did like a side by side of her sailor costume and my sailor costume. So I don't know. Oh, I, I can't. Remember you'll have that to one. do that again. I love that yeah. story. That's perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. That's kind of sentimental. That's really yeah. good. My favorite costume of Kenzie's was probably her mouse costume. I love, love, love that I, costume so That much. was similar to Brooks. Inchworm. Yes. 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 It was almost so the same cute. thing, just instead of it being an inchworm, it was a mouse. I remember that. Yeah, it was so cute. 
I, I loved how all you could see was their little faces. It was so I know. cute. <laughs> and then my favorite favorite costume of Maddie's was definitely her angel because um, it was just beautiful. It had like the angel wings and it just, you know, was dedicated to my mom. So I love that one. That's cute. My, That's my favorite of Kendall's, well, I have so many favorites that I really, really love, but um, she was really young and it was called My Strongest Suit. And she had this little mink cap on her head and the <gasps> mink stole and it was orange crushed velvet. Oh my God. She, it was to die for. Yeah. I'm sure I have pictures of it. That's my favorite. Yeah. Do you know oh, I have God. a whole closet full of costumes? Because I'm, gr- uh, I have Greg a whole attic me. full. I know you do too. Yeah. <laughs> I know all yeah, of I you mean, guys do. I love I them. And I'm, the studio, you know, I let them borrow whatever they need. Oh, that's great. You have yeah. a great yeah. resource there. Yeah. You know For what? Sure. I, I, I like, I think there were quite a few costumes that I ended up liking over the years. Um, probably I liked more group costumes than I did solo costumes. For Nia in particular, because I always thought that. Her costumes were probably did not have the same level of care or thought. And looking back on it in videos, I would definitely agree with that still, with that statement. Oh, yes, I agree. <laughs> so, so it wasn't just me being in the moment. And I've also had other people say, yeah, it, you're right about no, that. Maddie got Maddie always got the best costume. <laughs> she did. She did. You could be like me, Holly, and take them home and put your own rhinestones on them. That's what I I should have do. done that. I would go home and be like, okay, well, you won't give me a costume with stones. I'll just put a thousand stones on it myself. And I <laughs> sit up at night and just do it all night long. <laughs> Surprise! Just me and my stones. Yeah. But I think this, the costumes I really hated were the ones which were just so stereotypical. Like that's that for me. Yeah. They were inappropriate, not because they were scandalous because of like, the, the skin that was being shown or anything like that, but more so because of the statement it was making. And I just thought, you know what, yeah. we're better than that. You can tell a story or it doesn't have to be a stereotypical story or yeah. caricature. That was the thing that would drive me crazy more than anything else. And I think because it drove me crazy, the more that was the, going to be the, co- that was really going to be the costume. That was, but that was yeah, the exactly. catalyst. The more yeah. it drove yeah. you crazy, the more she did it. Right. Do you know what I liked? I I really liked. Um, remember our costume, um, the jail, uh, the jail when they all had wigs. Um, oh but They wore the gosh. red. Stomp yeah. the yard. Stomp the yard. Oh, stomp the yard. I loved that. Wait, the one when Nick James's husband helped sew them. Yeah, the that was stomp the yard where they all fell apart after they danced. Yes, um, Kendall's pants fell off, fell down, remember? <laughs> but yeah. that costume was made with such love right before they went on. And it was, they looked so cute in it. Yeah, yeah. that was a good one. We were, but it we wasn't made it last. creative. No. <laughs> we were creative when we wanted to be. I loved it. What's the next question? I like these fan questions. Keep them coming. Elizabeth Holthouse asks, what was it like to do a reality show? Was it difficult and stressful or was it fun? Do all of you regret doing it or did you enjoy it? That's Good a question. long, that's a loaded question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, can I just say, I think, and and you guys were on season one before I came on, but it it really, doing a reality TV show, I think in the beginning, we didn't really know what we were doing. It was supposed to be a documentary. 
Um, <laughs> you know, and when people say, oh, you were on reality TV, I don't even see it like that because, I, I don't know, we kind of lived it, you know, we we were just doing what we were told and trying to make the best of it. But it, it was kind of cool. I don't have any regrets. I mean, I think it's neat now for Kendall and I to say, yeah, we, we were shot over 200 episodes of a reality TV show. I, think I feel the same yeah. way. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I mean, it was definitely stressful, but we had so many fun times. I mean, we had, I think, probably more fun than not. Um, I mean, I loved our Friday nights because all the moms would go to dinner together and the girls would rehearse in the, you know, in the hotel in the hallway in the the hallway and they would order filet mignons and mashed potatoes at midnight Um, oh my gosh no wonder Kenzie can't sleep (laughs) but um, I mean it was I think it was fun I don't regret it not at all I think it's the same as everything there's pros and cons to anything you do really you know I mean there were definitely good and positive things about it but then there were things that weren't so positive sure Yeah, I would agree with that. I think for me, it was, um, I didn't know what I was signing up for. Mm -hmm. None of us did. Interesting. I don't think any of us did. I didn't want to speak Mm -hmm. for everybody. Except for the people who came on after us. Because then the show was aired and stuff. So they knew after season one what you Mm -hmm. were getting into because you saw it. It was was well established. And I think for me, because I've had other people who've, who are who have thought about getting into reality TV and I'm like, well, just you have to think about it because it doesn't just impact you, it impacts your family. That's right. Um, it it's not just life. for yeah. the here and the now present moment. It can it stays with you afterwards. Yeah. But one of the things that was really tricky for me at first and that I had to learn, and I don't think a lot of the other people who came on quite got it because it, it is an art form. And I think we all learned how to do it really fast and really well is that you, you, you think out loud. So yes. the things mm-hmm. that you would normally never say, and it was one of the things that the, the producers would, would tell us in the beginning was like, okay, you guys are frustrated. You're you're This is something's on your mind. You have to tell the audience what you're thinking. And that was the weirdest thing for me was really to learn how to think out, to to speak what you're thinking out loud. So like whatever your thoughts are, it's like you have to kind of bring the audience along to tell your story. And so I point. And that was really weird because normally you you don't do that in real life Uh (laughs) because it's almost like you're narrating your thoughts. So I would say that was the interesting part about being on a reality show that you, in order to do it effectively. And I think that's why it worked so well for us because we were really good at doing that. And without it being scripted, because we didn't have to have anything scripted to do that. It was just a kind of an art form and how to do it. And you you could try to explain it to other people. And I don't think a lot of people caught on. No, people don't get it. (laughs) They'll they'll never get it. And that's what made it difficult and stressful are people saying, why would you do that? Or tweeting and, and they don't Mm -hmm. understand the stress you're under and what you went through throughout that day to get to that final point where you lose your shit, you know? Um, for me, it was very stressful and parts of it were really difficult, but I, I look at the good things. I mean, the travel that we did and the people oh that goodness. we met oh, yes. were yeah. my favorite thing ever that came out of all of that. 
uh-huh. was we oh, yeah. literally traveled the world and met so many wonderful people. Um, and I don't even mean like the the mega stars that we met, the the Taylor Swifts and the Justin Bieber. We, you know, our kids met them at eight years old. But yeah, it, it was very stressful for me. <laughs> I would agree. I think the stress for me was wondering how we were going to be portrayed, like, yeah. and, oh, and yeah. how I could communicate my point without looking crazy. Because sometimes you would think, but people think was the real issue. Like that wasn't the issue. My issue is really this, right. but. <laughs> Oh, yeah. People thought I didn't like Kenzie. I mean, people thought that I favored. I mean, people still say you you favored Maddie. Well, first of all, I didn't. I like (laughs) Kenzie better than Maddie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So crazy. I really don't. I love both of them. I know you're joking. but, But I am totally joking. But Mackenzie is just more loving and to me than Maddie is, you know, but they're totally different kids. I don't favor any of my kids, you know, it's just, but your kids still need different things. Your kids need different things. Yes. And people would pick a narrative and stick with it. Like, like Melissa doesn't love Mackenzie as much as Maddie. I mean, that's something they wanted in their mind. That wasn't the way it happened. And I promised my kids I wouldn't speak up. And that's what I, and I should have never done that because I would be, uh, I'd be really in a lot of trouble if I was on a reality show these days. Just saying. I have a big mouth now. <laughs> and you know what, Melissa, you, yeah. you bring up a really good point because I think sometimes in our effort not to create rays or create conflict, you say nothing and then people fill in the blank and they assume you're, yeah. you're agreeing with stuff. You're absolutely right. And then like, or, no, or I was be really like upset. me and speak up and then everybody thinks you're crazy. But I kind of got into that role. Mm-hmm. So it was like, if anybody needed to fight, oh, it'll be Kelly because she'll speak up. Right. Yeah, that's kind of like your character. Yeah, which is exactly. Crazy. Yeah. It's a catch 22. Which even way. if I didn't want to argue about it, they were like, oh, you need to argue because that's you. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. the kiss ass, you know, and uh, or kiss butt. I don't know if we're allowed mm-hmm. to say that. You guys know I'm not much of a cook and I don't prepare and I don't plan. Even with all this downtime, HelloFresh has been a lifesaver for me. And my husband, my family, they're so happy because it is delicious. It really is. But I want to tell you, Jill, I love your cooking. So I just want to tell you that. But um, I think that HelloFresh is so awesome because you know I am awful at cooking. But the girls and I have done it together and it's so fun. There's hardly anything, any prepping to do. And the cards are so cool when they come because you know what it's supposed to look like. So I think that helps. That helps me a lot. I used to tell my girls, if you can read, you can cook. If you can follow directions, you can cook. But not so much because sometimes, you know, ingredients are, you skip one or two. And with HelloFresh, you don't skip a thing. They send you everything pre-measured, ready to go. Uh, Oh my God, uh, I'm sold. I love it. Mm -hmm. What I like about it, it gets me out of my comfort zone because I have a tendency to cook the same things over and over and over again. And crock pot chicken. <laughs> crock pot chicken or tacos <laughs> or spaghetti. And, you know, there are only like seven days in a week. <laughs> but so much you can do. Like, okay, we had this already like three times in the month. So this, what this does, it makes you 
I don't know, try and experiment new dishes that you normally wouldn't think to do. And I like that because my family is always excited about, okay, what are you making from HelloFresh? What's the new dish of, you know, of, of this week? And that's pretty cool. Actually, Nia came over and I made the girls these pizzas and they were like, Nia kept saying, you cook this, Melissa? I'm like... <laughs> Because you usually do pizza uh, Chinese. You were busted. Did you say you did it when HelloFresh did it? HelloFresh. <laughs> but that's the thing. Your, your family will think you're a gourmet cook. That's the thing. Well, like, did you actually yeah. make this? Yes, I did with a little help from my friend HelloFresh. But I did make but it. But I like the salads. Do you know? Like the salads are neat because it's always like different kinds of lettuce. And then they give you the little dressings, mm-hmm. which is so cute. And it looks like you did the gourmet, like gourmet it really does. And it's fresh. That's the really good thing too. So it's everything, it comes pre-packaged like Jill said, and it's all fresh and it really makes it stand out. Like my parents, well, my parents, my family can tell the difference when I make a dish and when it's a HelloFresh dish. So, Well, first of all, like sometimes, you know, all the spices cost a lot of money, you know, and sometimes you're like, or if you don't have it, you don't do it. You don't right. put it in if the recipe calls for it. But with HelloFresh, nope, everything is right there you you oh. like can't mess it up no no you no. really can't mess it up did we mention how fast it is like less than like 20 minutes you have this wonderful meal i know it's funny and that's like meats too that the, the what i really like like i said this is really important to me is that there's a picture and there's a picture of each little mm. area and then what it's supposed to look like at the end, because mine normally doesn't look great when I cook, but HelloFresh, it always looks pretty. I agree with that. I agree. I think the step-by-step directions are so easy and the way that they have the pictures next to it, like seriously, you, and there's a lot of room for error when I'm cooking because there are a lot of things like I can miss a step or I'm missing ingredients. I'm missing something. But with HelloFresh, it that goes out the window. Go to HelloFresh.com slash mom 80 and use code mom 80 to get $80 off, including free shipping. That's hellofresh.com slash mom 80 and use code mom 80 to get $80 off, including free shipping. But I don't have any regrets. I have no regrets. And I honestly can say, I look at the success and the positives and there are so many great things that came from that experience. I have no regrets. I am not embarrassed. I do have one regret. What's that? The outfit choices. Oh Oh. my (laughs) God. Melissa, that's for another podcast. (laughs) But wait, I, that is all a big, huge, fat, juicy regret. Oh my gosh. Some of those photos are actually pretty comical. I know. Oh my goodness. But then you watch it from season one to season 100, and like our outfits are so different, like our styles, you know? Yes. That is true. Like Melissa used to wear her lead jeans that she rhinestoned herself, and then then she was like wearing Gucci. Melissa, you were just outed. Kelly just outed you. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, it is hard sometimes. I think one hard thing was seeing myself on TV. You Mm. know, you you don't watch yourself throughout your your daily routines and everything. And then when you see yourself on TV, you're like, oh, did I do that? Did I look like that? Did I say that? (laughs) 
You hey, know. it puts on uh, the TV puts on twenty pounds, right? Uh, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you yeah, say so. Okay. <laughs> I think donuts put on twenty pounds. <laughs> you know what one one thing was is I used to have people come up to me and tell me like, "Oh, you're so much thinner. You lost so much weight." I, like mm, I couldn't yeah. believe how much weight it puts on because I'm yeah. like, "No, I didn't lose no, any weight. Does. Like if anything, I gained weight." You know? Yeah, people say that. That's yeah, funny. I agree with that. And the other thing is, it's hard to watch. Difficult to see how upset you are. At that yeah. time, it's even now. There are certain things I can't watch because I still, it's very real. Because people are like, "Oh, you're a great actress." I'm like, um, "No, those those feelings were very real, and right. th- they're very raw." <laughs> and if I watch it now, I can't. There are certain things I still will get worked up about certain situations because I still feel I still feel passionately about it. Like it wasn't fake. <laughs> so, yeah, no. For those who wonder if it's stressful, yes, it was stressful. Yeah. And, yes. and on that point, Holly, those emotions for every single one of us, the tears, the emotions, totally real, mm-hmm. real, real mm-hmm. emotions, mom emotions that any mom would have protecting their yes, child. Like when I was having a nervous breakdown, like I really was like having a nervous breakdown. Oh my God. Are we talking can? about the trash can? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm <laughs> thinking, you know, having yourself being filmed, having a nervous breakdown. Oh, lovely. I'm like, Kelly, please, let's leave the trash. You're really going to regret this. Yes, yeah. yes. You're going to re- – that's a regret for you. This okay. you're going to regret. She barricaded herself in with the chairs so we yeah. couldn't get to her. Oh, my God. I forgot about That's all right, Kel. That's okay. You're here now. We got you, girl. That's right. And we can laugh about it because we've all been there. Yep. Yes. Yes. The next question is a good one. Let's go. Okay, I'll get this one. Um, yeah. It's from Tales of the Gang. Oh, that's cute. Uh-huh. With your kids growing up in the spotlight, do you ever worry about them suffering from body image struggles or eating disorders? Oh, I would say yes. One. That is a really good question. I, oh, I would say one. yes. Not only just because they were on a show and in the spotlight. I just I think a lot of dancers have problems with body issues and eating disorders. It's not even dancers, you know, it, it's it's social media that yes. is really harming some of these young impressionable children to think they need to look and do and act and be like some of these influencers and whatever, but um it makes me I sad. think growing up in the spotlight makes it worse because people have an image of our kids and they want to keep it and they you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yes, I, I, I agree. When you see these people on social media looking beautiful and perfect, I'm like, that is not beautiful and perfect. Like, look at the Kardashians. They, I mean, they Photoshop their kids, for God's sakes, you know? Yeah, um, and J-Lo, she, she did that, what was it, the Super Bowl thing? And, like, yeah. everybody said, oh, she's so beautiful. They said on an interview she was in, like, makeup and stuff for, like, 10 hours and had, like, a body... Um, what are them things banks on and stuff like I think people that are in the spotlight don't really look like that when you see them like they're not no. like everyday people that don't sit in a makeup chair for 10 hours most people right. don't do that Hmm. I agree you know but I think that you know I hate when my kids say oh my gosh I look fat today and every time Maddie passes a mirror which I have my workout mirror in my living room she always lifts up her shirt and looks at her stomach and I'm like oh my gosh I mean that's 
I think that is being in the spotlight on social media. It isn't just our kids. It's just normal kids as well. I, I think it's everybody, yeah. Um, and, you know, people always tell, like, they'll say mean stuff to Mackenzie saying, oh, my gosh, you're fat. You need to look more like your sister. And that really upsets her. Oh, yeah. that hurts. Yeah, people... Oh, people can be cruel. Yeah, people can be cruel. And you know, I I agree with that. I think there are issues with just, I think growing up in a spotlight is difficult because you, it's not, you're you're going through puberty. And I know for Nia, that was, I'll speak from her experience, a very difficult transition because everyone was watching her grow up and watching her body change. If that's not, vulnerable or personal enough of an experience anyway, to be, right. right to do it in a fishbowl where everyone gets to comment on your body changing uh-huh. and that you're not no longer a little girl you're a young woman and then really developing into a full woman with hips and a butt and a bust i mean and there's parts of her body that are just very voluptuous she's a curvy girl and having to be scrutinized. And I'm just like, Nia, people pay for that exactly. kind of body. My kids uh-huh. would love to go get some boobs put in. And <laughs> Don't be ashamed of that, girlfriend. That's what I tell her. Like, celebrate that. And it took a long time for her to get to that point because she was so, so much was drilled in. Like, you don't have a dancer's body. You don't look like a model. You don't look like everybody else who's in media. Because media does, you know, have a certain yeah. way that women are portrayed. And it yeah, doesn't usually look like Nia. And mm-hmm. so she really had to dig deep and she focused on body positivity. And because, you know what, so many people were being nasty on her page on her social media pages. And she was like, I'm taking back my power. I love me. And it took a while. I love me. I love my body. I'm celebrating body positivity. But it took a long time. And it's not easy. And it's not like she doesn't have hard or bad days. But she's like, but so I think it's difficult as as an adolescent, young girl, young woman. I think all of our girls go through it because you're always comparing yourself to somebody else. Yeah. And I think growing up in the spotlight gave our kids, whether it's good or bad, that thick skin, mm-hmm. you know, to yeah. be able to tolerate and, you know, they they might not like it, but they see it on their social media, you know, you're, uh-huh. you're too thick or you're, you know, yeah. you're, anything that says you're not good enough. Well, who, you know, who's the who's judge of enough? who's yeah. good enough? That's right. Mm-hmm. I'll get to the next one. This is Rebecca Hormisher. Um, Do you have any advice for young adults who don't quite know what they want to do for a career yet? (laughs) I still don't know. (laughs) I'm going to be 50. I still don't know. (laughs) I mean, this is, I think this is, you know, a really hard one. And there's so many with how life has changed for us. There's so many jobs that you can actually do without going to college. And I, Absolutely. I think that, you know, going to college is a great thing. Um, But I think that you could, you know, if you're just graduating high school, you can go to college for a year and you don't have to know what you want to do. You know, you could take business classes and um, my kids both went undecided for their first year. You know, I I think I think when you first go, you're so young. I don't think anybody knows what they want to do at that age, you know. So they all went and took their basic classes and then you know, the next year they did their major. I, I think um, good advice would be, what do you like? What do you love? What do you love to do? What makes you happy? Because I think people who are happy in their jobs, in their job. like their job. 
You know, you yeah. see people who are unhappy and it's because they go to this nine to five job every day and they and they don't love it. So find something that you love to do, whether it's photography or writing or you know, there's just so many things that aren't your nine to five jobs. Sitting something you love, going you're going to be good at. And, I, and I there's so many things you can do that from train. home now. Yeah, that's a really good one. You know, like you can do so much from home now, which I think is incredible. And I always tell I always tell kids too that you should look at the skills that you're acquiring because so often I, I used to say prepare for an unscripted world. And I think that even applies even more so today. Probably the job you're looking for doesn't even exist right now. So if you instead of looking for I have I'm looking for this particular career, look at a certain set of skills that you can have that you can apply to a variety of careers or jobs because that job that you might end up having, it probably doesn't exist right now, but you may be able to have skills that you can use in that job, whether it's critical thinking or it's writing or it's something having to do with digital media. Just think very closely about the things that bring you joy but also recognize that your career might change two or three times and be flexible in your thinking. Don't be so Ooh, rigid that good word. I am going to be doing X because most likely you may not be doing X. You might be doing Y and Z, but yeah. can you transition to that? Can you use your skills that you've learned and move and do something else with it? So you have to be flexible but you also have to adapt to a world that you don't even know what's going to happen. Like who would have thought we, this is the world we'd be living in now? And I, I wonder mean, if kids can go to like guidance counselors now because a lot of schools are closed. Oh. What do you do? Do you do yeah, go on you Zoom can. with them? Yep. Oh, okay. Zoom, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They check in a lot. And, and you're right, Holly, flexibility. You know, you might think you like something until you get, you know, dabble in it a little bit. Just kind of follow what you like. You know, yeah, and, and be flexible. Yeah, they, I think the, the idea of having these careers that you start out of college and you retire from that place, those th- that really doesn't exist very much anymore. Yeah, um, some people it. who are yeah. interested in maybe as a doctor or a lawyer, even in those, even in those um, areas, sometimes you're changing. And even in that kind of discipline, too, it's not exactly the same road that you're going to take. So... I just tell people, be flexible. Yeah, that's good. That's great advice. I just remember, you know, times have changed so much. But I remember when I was in high school, I loved my guidance counselor. And you could go there and you could just show up. And, you know, they always gave you a lot of good advice. Mm -hmm. You know know what else? That's a good point. Um, I didn't love my guidance counselor, but um, (laughs) that's another story for another day. (laughs) 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 But similar Find a mentor. Find somebody who you trust uh-huh. who can give you good advice, whether you can shadow them because there's a lot or do an internship if you have yeah. the flexibility to be able to do that. But I think just having a mentor who can guide you or you can spend some time seeing what their job is like or I what they do for a living. are great. Just oh, because yeah. I think sometimes, and, and this happened with Brooke, I think sometimes you think you know what you want to do. And then when you actually get into the job, you're like, oh my, this is boring. I don't think I could do this every day. So that it, it, that's definitely a good way to find out, you know, if you're going to like it. Try a couple so- different things. Don't do everything in your intern in the same thing. Like if, when Brooke didn't like it the next year, she did an intern in something else. 
yeah, know, that yeah, would work right. in the field. It's good for kids to know nothing is set in stone. Also related to that is like if something if something doesn't exist, you can create it. So it just breeds creativity. So there's a void. So if if an opportunity doesn't ha- – if it's not there, you can create your own content. You can create your own job so much these days. So you don't have to wait for a job opening to come to you. You can create that job for yourself. And I think That's so really many people point. have done like that. that. And, you know, use resources that you have. I mean, even talk to your parents, friends, and, you know, see what they do because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things out there that you can get advice from family. Internet, you can find anything. I know. I can actually get a job right now. If I wanted to get a job, I'm sure I could get a job. You know, I mean, there is a lot of things out there, even when we're older. Well, resources. There are great resources resources. for everybody. Yeah. And networking. Absolutely. Network, network, network. Make those connections. My mom loves to tell a story. I tell you all my mom's stories. I know all the time. she does. She's a yes. great storyteller. And because we're not together, I don't get to hear her stories as, you know, I do. I mean, we call and we FaceTime, but sometimes I tell, I always call them Grand Hatcher stories to my kids. And like, what a treat that would be for them to have, like, almost like an oral history by my mom and have her kind of share her stories. And I can only imagine if she gets these prompts what they would look like or sound like for my kids. And I think that she would have a lot of fun doing it. And I know my kids would get a kick out of it. So StoryWorth sounds like this could be a great holiday present for her because I know it's a win-win. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions. I think it's so neat. Yeah. Jill's mom would love this too. It's yeah. It's really cool. So StoryWorth um, emails your family. So they get to share their memories and their personal yeah. thoughts and stories. And it's a fun way to engage with your family, especially since we're so distant right now and you can't do a yeah. family reunion and you don't really have those family gatherings at this point. It's a nice way to stay connected. Each yeah. week, StoryWorth emails your family member different story prompts, questions you've never thought to ask, like, what's a small decision you made ending up having a big impact on your life? I think that's really cute. And if you could see the future, what would you find out? I think yeah. that's oh, I love really, that. really cute. I think children will learn from their parents and grandparents stories that they, things they never thought to ask, but always wanted to know. What a great gift. And they had that generational gap. I always love, one of the best things we ever did this last summer, or two summers ago actually now, was going on a girl's trip and was intergenerational. But the, the, the joy of that was sharing stories, like from grandmother to aunt to mom to daughter was such a great experience. And so to be able to capture that after one year, StoryWorth will compile all of the stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. So you get to keep all of those stories. Because how often do we tell each other stories and oh, then you just that's like you a forget family them. heirloom. We exactly. should do this, ladies. I just want to say, I, you don't have to just be family. You can do this as friends. I mean, if we, we can really do this. Fun, our book would be so heavy, we couldn't carry it. <laughs> I love this. Oh, I, I love that it also includes photos. 
Isn't that cool? So it just, I, it's, so it's not just the, the words or the memories. It's also photos, which can jog so many memories too. Oh, I love this. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right now with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash said so. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash said so for $10 off. I'm going right now. You know why? Because my mom is so hard to shop for. And she's like, I have everything. I don't need anything. She would never have thought of this as a gift. And she would love this. Here, Here's the tagline, guys. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's who's next? Uh, okay, Isabel underscore. Your children are quite grown up now and beginning to take care of their own lives. Are you more excited to see what they do and accomplish, or do you miss them when they were kids? Is it different than having sons? Okay, oh, that's, that's like four <laughs> questions. <laughs> you you got to give okay, Isabel credit. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Uh, I can sum up that the having being different from sons and daughters, I think there's definitely a difference. I, 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 my, my son is so different than my girls. It's weird. I don't know. Just the way he treats me and like the girls were always smart mouths and stuff like that. My son was always so respectful and it, yeah. Always kissing you. He yeah. Like, kept, like would hold the door oh, for me and, and things like my girls are like, um, it's just mom, you know, putting <laughs> the door in her face. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's because they were with me so often that, you know, it just kind of got that way. But, but even the, the caringness of them, like, I don't know. I just think girls are so much different than boys. I do. I I agree. I would agree with Kelly. I think boys are different than girls. And I I don't know. I feel probably people like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. They are. I don't know. It's just we communicate differently. Um, It's also different in the how, I don't know. It's, here's something. So my boy, so when the boys get at a certain age, there's a little bit of a conflict with like my husband and like the headbutt. And so I always kind of worked as the buffer in between there, like Uh kind of mediating that. So that was kind of interesting too. But my boys also, Nia calls me a lot or texts me a lot and my boys don't call and text. See, now mine's the opposite. My son calls and texts me every single day. My girls can go a week without, unless I text them, they don't. I don't hear from them. That's so cute. That I love that Josh does that. Well, I have to say, I um, you know, I don't have boys, but um, I am. I love having my kids around, um, and I know they're growing up and they're starting to, you know, take on new responsibilities. Like Maddie just moved out, and um, I like two days ago, I was literally I just started crying. And it was so stupid. And Mackenzie's like, what's wrong, mom? I'm like, I miss Maddie. She goes, mom, she's eight minutes down the street. (laughs) You're at her apartment all the time because I call her and I'm like, like, she'll call me and say, mom, I need this. I'm like, I'm going. And Mackenzie goes, I know you're going to Maddie's. You know, like (laughs) I miss, I miss her, but she needs me, which is good. You know, I'm glad she needs me, but she's so taking on, she's so responsible and I can't believe how independent she is. And, um, yeah. you know, it's it's a good thing. And, like, um, I think, Holly, you told me this, I think, the other day when I was sad. Um, you know, it it's good that she can take care of herself. 
And it's good that she is off on her own and not relying on me to do everything for her. But it's very hard. Yeah, we we want to raise them to be independent. And we want, you know, as they're under our wing up until they're 18 or 21, we need them to to be learning that whole time. So that when they do go out on their own, they're prepared and they're mm-hmm. independent. Doesn't mean they don't need you anymore. It just... You know, it, it's hard at stages of their lives when they're crawling, they're walking. You always look forward to that next stage. I mean, of- I went the other day to pick her dog up and I brought her some fruit. She goes, Mom, don't waste your money on me. I have my own money. I don't you don't have to buy fruit for me. <laughs> but I'm like, well, I was at the grocery store. So I like to bring a little present for her every time I see her or her dog. So, you know, I thought that was cute. That is really cute. But I think it, you know, see, that's a, that's adorable. My mom still buys me stuff. Like it's, and I'm like, bring it on, bring it on. (laughs) I'm like, bring it on. Like I'm not turning anything down. So, but it's, it's funny because you don't want, and it's my mom who taught me this. So whenever she has these little gems of wisdom, I try to spread them. It's like, you don't want your children to be emotionally stifled. Like you want them to grow and you want them to be successful adults. That's to me is the greatest reflection that I've done my job well. So I try to celebrate that and tell like, Melissa, like you've done your job well. If she's doing these things now, you should, you know, celebrate that. That is something that not all kids are able to do or are doing at at this age, at Maddie's or age. Or want to do. Exactly. Yeah. So as you hard know, as it is for us. until they're 30. <laughs> exactly. So the fact that she's doing this and you get to be part of that journey still, you should feel like, wow, I helped her get to this place. Now, I say that when I, and I can still see some of my friends who have younger children and I see some like going to little league games or certain kinds of events. And like, I do miss those moments. I do too. There are elements that I watch. I'm like, "Mm, I remember that. Cause they don't ask me to do those same things anymore. And so I have to enjoy the things that they do ask me to be a part of, and they just become even more special. Like EJ's turning 22 this weekend. Can't believe it. I know. Go tell me about it. And so Evan and I, because of COVID, we're like, well, should we not go up to, because we're going to go up to his campus and take him out to dinner. Well, should we not go? Because, you know, we're like, we're getting old. Maybe we shouldn't go and visit him and take him out Mm -hmm. to dinner for his birthday. (laughs) And he called us yesterday or texted us like, now make sure you come on such and such time and we can go out to dinner at 530. I'm like, okay, I guess we are going to have to go. Guess you're going. We're going. (laughs) And he knows his parents. He's probably like, those nervous Nellies, I'm going to make sure they come up here. And we're like, okay, we're going to mask up and we'll we'll be there. But it's like, okay, he still wants us part of, he wants us to be a part of his life. And, mm-hmm. you know, EJ's a mama's boy. So, you know, I'm going to milk this for as long and as I yeah. can. I love Absolutely. it. But like, like with Mackenzie, she wants to be around me, which is good. Like today, she actually went to work. Her music manager picked her up and I normally go with her. And I said, I'm going to be finished at like 2.30. And she goes, mom, you don't have to come because she wraps at like six. And I'm like, no, no, I want to come. And she's like, but I want you there, but you don't have to come. So I'm, you know, but I don't like missing out when she does stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun to look forward to like Riley, who's engaged now and she's building her own, you know, they're building a home together. And, and, you know, I think, oh my God, she was my first baby. It's so hard to like let go, but yet it's so exciting. I'm so proud of her for 
creating her own destiny, making yeah. a life. You know, she found someone she loves and... And you live 10 minutes from her, which is great. (laughs) And she will live 10 minutes from me. If that. So it's it's hard to watch your kids grow up. But at the same time, it's so exciting. And there's always Mm -hmm. another step. That was like when Brooke came to me saying she was moving to L.A. Everybody was like, are you crazy? You're going to let her move all the way across the country? I'm like, like, that's what she wants to do. You know, you can't stop them from doing what they want to do. You just have to support them. And she's been out there for over a year now all on her own, never has any problems. She's doing great. So like, yeah. who, who are you to hold them back? You know, can't hold them yeah. back from what they want right. to do. Can't hold them back. Mm-mm. She it's does good advice. Oh. Good advice. It is. Well, here, Kendall Green 13, what is your favorite memory together? And and this is a good one. Let me just say, you guys were all there. You are going to die. It was like season four, maybe. We were in New York City. We were at a huge convention, huge, right in Manhattan, right downtown. And, and there were hundreds, maybe even thousands of people there to watch our girls and to talk with us and visit with us. And we had to leave and producers were getting us to leave and we had to go outside and get a taxi. Do you guys remember? And we were all running to get in taxis. And of course, we couldn't all fit into the same taxi. So we kept getting in taxis. And I remember running out late and people were chasing us. And I'm like, follow that taxi. It was just like in the movies. I'm like, okay, my life is good now. (laughs) I will never forget that memory. It was just crazy. It's one of those things that you think will never happen to you. And people were literally chasing us and our kids out the door, down New York City, into taxis, and we were literally peeling out to get the people in the car. It was so oh funny. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Wait, I'm thinking of one. I have a couple. Oh, gosh. There were so many. I don't know. Um, I know. There were so many. I was thinking the other day about when we went to that place that was like an igloo. <gasps> oh, It was my our gosh. premiere night, and we went, and everything was like ice. We all had the the sculpture gloves and the fur coats on. I thought that was cute. That That was was so fun. Um, I liked the – remember when Holly got – we went to the drag (laughs) – Yeah. (laughs) That drag bar and Holly got dressed up in drag. I was so jealous. Um, That was so funny. funny. That was really funny. Oh my gosh, there's so many. I think for me, it. Oh god, I I think it was just when we would go away um, on our road trips and traveling to some of the most incredible places. Like Tahoe for me was one of the like was was my favorite place we went because it was something I would never, I would never have planned to do that before. And I still have that towel upstairs in my. I do too. And my cover. You said the other day. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. It's just that like random funny. traveling the world and just doing things that I would normally not do without my family and to do with them with other moms and their daughters. And they have these incredible memories of like going to New York and going to Broadway shows. That Remember was going to American Girl doll and they would bring their little dolls and sit with us. Oh, yeah. I remember. That's what I really like. All the shows that we used to go to together and the girls would wear little dresses. And um, a lot of them we got to go backstage. Remember? Yes. Remember the cast? 
Moulin Rouge. Oh my gosh, was that so much fun? Kinky Boots with Billy Porter. Um, Remember we went, oh gosh, we went to see right here, Mary Poppins. and Mary um, Poppins. And Pittsburgh. And we did that all together and backstage. There were so many cool things that we did did together. And there are so many fun things we did together. Yeah. So. A lot of shows and a lot of eating. We The eating was always so much fun. That's something yeah. we do very well together. And a lot of yeah. celebrating. A lot yes. of celebrating of birthdays and just milestones. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 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 We're lucky. We have great memories. I, we really do. Someday we should write a book of all of our wonderful memories. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Because Mom Said So. Make sure to listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. This was a a fun podcast. I love fan questions. I think it's something we're going to do regularly. So you can ask us questions or suggest topics by sending us an email at becausemomsaidso4 at gmail.com. And follow us on Because Mom Said So 4 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Tune in next week because I'm a mom and because mom said so.